ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Coming up, Lav and I discuss week two of no PGA Tour golf and social distancing, which, by the way, ironically, is exactly the way Lab would always want to live his life. Welcome to the Golf Central Podcast, presented by TaylorMade and the all-new Sim Driver. The driver head was in need of a drastic change in order to provide more performance. So TaylorMade changed the shape altogether with their new Sim Driver, which allowed them to make it faster and forgiving where every golfer needs it, in the downswing. The pros love the new shape, but the biggest reason TaylorMade changed the shape was to help make you into a better golfer. Check out TaylorMadeGolf.com for more information on the all-new Sim family. Lab, how you holding up, pal? Rex, I'm, I'm doing just fine. Um, I, I think the bigger question is, how are you doing? Because as the world was melting down last week, would you, would you care to tell the listeners exactly where you were and what you're doing. Cause it, it sure doesn't sound like you were obeying the guidelines of, of no gatherings more than, than 10 people. Do you think I was being irresponsible? Is that what you're getting at? Uh, it sounds like you're endangering uh, America's youth, but, but please, would you please share your, your side of the story? We had a, uh, we had spring break planned. I have uh, three boys, two teenagers in high school and we were going, I was going to leave the players championship, which we all know got canceled or cut short and hopefully postponed canceled to another time. And we drove up to North Carolina, stayed in a cabin. There was about 12 of us, I believe. If I'm counting all of them, I might be missing a few of them. A lot of their friends came along, all lacrosse kids. And, and it was enjoyable. It was a little unnervy because, as you pointed out, it, uh, the, the apocalypse was upon us. And I didn't know if we were going to be able to make it home. We did. We're safe and sound back in Orlando, Florida. But it probably was not the most responsible parenting moment of my life. I'll, I'll grant you that. What did, what did you guys do all, all hold up together? I mean, they're, they're, they're telling you to, to wash your hands vigorously. You know, they're telling you to keep six feet apart and you've got 15 kids. We didn't do that. No, we couldn't do that. We were kind of on top of each other. Now, now that being said, having been on top of each other for a solid week, I felt pretty good about our circle. Our circle was probably a little bit bigger than your circle in your tiny little house with the, with one child and a wife and a, and a bad dog and a very good cat from what I understand. Um, <laughs> But no, it, it, again, it wasn't our, our best. And here's the problem going forward, and I'm going to cop to this immediately. When we got home, I tried to be the tough guy parent and explain to the kids, okay, now we need to start putting up these boundaries and we need the social distance. You're never going to see your friends again. Exactly. After spending seven days in the middle of the apocalypse with their friends, all their closest friends. So it hasn't worked out well on either front because we, we're kind of running into a situation now where – their logic is, well, we, I just spent seven days with Tommy. How come I can't spend seven more days with Tommy? So Because the world is a drastically, a drastically different place, boys. 
That's it. it. The other end of the spectrum. So this is the part I wanted to touch on with you is in the middle of this vacation with this family, which I shouldn't have had, you start sending me text messages about booking hotel rooms in Augusta, Georgia on random dates in the fall. You're just playing Russian roulette with dates in the fall, thinking the Masters is going to be played the first week of October. Rex, you got to get into this Fairfield day. I mean, they weren't just random guesses. There's only four weeks in October, so I was taking my chances that it wasn't going to be the first week because that would have been the week after the Ryder Cup, assuming the Ryder Cup is actually played uh, mm -hmm. when it's supposed to the last week of September in Whistling Straits. And it probably wasn't going to be the last week because, of course, that would be Georgia-Florida weekend, and you wouldn't want to have that uh, for all of the uh, Georgia Bulldog fans. So anyway, uh, Rex, you are right in that I did reserve uh, a hotel room at an Augusta Marriott. I had a very good rate. I believe it was uh, in the $90 range. Uh, I reserved it for both the second and the third week of October thinking, hey, you know what? I got nothing to lose. Followers of this podcast remember last week, I was very stoked about it. I told you, I told Will Gray, I said, reserve your rooms just in case it's going to happen. The rate is unbeatable. And then what happens last week, Rex? What happens last week <laughs> is I get an email cancellation from Marriott. I said, how could this... How could this possibly be? I didn't cancel this hotel room. No, no, no. In fact, I, I very much wanted that hotel room. I, I think there's really something to this. And so I, I called the, the very kind Marriott rep and I, and I said, you know, can you please look into this for me? She said, oh, that's, you know, I've, I've, I've never once seen that before. I'd, I'd, I'd like to make a couple calls and, and I'll get right back to you. She does about two minutes later. She says, the hotel canceled it because property ownership is not honoring any reservations beginning in September. Now, now Rex, I'm, I'm going to ask you, you're, you're, a, you're a very sensible guy. Why do you think the hotel would cancel those reservations and hold out hope that, you know, they're not going to honor any reservations beginning in September? Why do you, now, why do you think that would be? I, I see what you're saying. And, and, and again, this is pointing out a date in the fall that we, and I love that you got caught up in the idea that, well, we can't have it the first week of November because that's RM, RSM Classic Week. Yeah, they're, they're not going to care about that. Now, the Florida-Georgia game, that might factor into it. But I think when we, we get down the line and we get to the point where all of, the all of golf's ruling bodies are getting together and trying, hopefully, figure out how we're going to piece this season together and at least get the big events played before the end of the year, that no disrespect to the RSM classics of the world, but they're not really going to factor into this decision. Augusta's they're, going to they're, play. They're going to, be, they're going to be pushed aside. Exactly. And, and for all the right reasons. You know, I love RSM, and I use that as an example because I love going to that event, but the Masters is the Masters. And we're going to, we're going to want to get that season played. I, I just think the bigger thing is, and you, I don't know if he has told you this, after laughing for hours about this to my family and the people around me, I called our boss, Jay Kopp, and I, I told him that, you know, you're just, you're just throwing darts at a calendar, trying to come up with dates and booking I mean, time. there's only so many they can play. We've talked to the people we rent the house from. We're going to have the same house regardless of what week they play the Masters. I'm a company man, Rex. I was trying to save the company money and doing so at a $90 a night Marriott. The, the point, you, you never actually answered the question. The reason they are holding out hope is because they want to price gouge us. They want to charge that same hotel room for $900 or $1,000 a night. You know this. It is oh. that, that, that tournament is vitally important to Augusta. I, under, I totally understand that. However, price gouging is illegal, and we'll be seeking legal, uh, legal uh, recourse if needed.
Yeah, I, I see thoughts. you doing. I, I know, I know. You're you're very fired up about this. I, I want everyone to know that we're not anywhere close to each other. We're doing this over the internet, and it's interesting. There's a four, there's a four box. There's Lav and I who are obviously talking to each other. There's uh, Kaz, who's one of our producers, and then there's also there's a box for Ray, and Ray has been empty except for it looks like and a dog. And dog. Yeah, it looks like a dog on his couch. Which I'm Zoom, Zoom stock is just. Ex- Exploding, isn't it? Is, over the last two weeks, I, I think it's interesting that Ray's dog has more interest in this podcast than, than Ray actually does. But and that it, Homer Simpson doll—that's well, another story. Uh, but, uh, okay, we're, we're going to get to golf. They were supposed to play the basketball championship this week. We would be, uh, uh, we would have been probably been talking about another Paul Casey victory. You've had an opportunity to view the landscape since golf went on a hiatus. I've had an opportunity to view the landscape since golf went on a hiatus. How do we move on from this lap? I, I think we're just in a waiting game, aren't we? I mean, the, the well, PGA yeah. Tour the, the PGA Tour schedule is off until at least May, and there's there's no indications that that we'll be ready to play golf at at Colonial, which would be the next tournament on the schedule. Um, you know, the U.S. Open is going to have to make a, a a decision here relatively shortly about what they're what they're going to do and how they're going to fill out that field, just because of the the various qualifiers to get into that major championship. Uh, the Open Championship, Martin Slumbers came out and said that they're looking at some contingency plans, but right now they're proceeding as scheduled. The PGA Championship, of course, has been postponed indefinitely. They're hoping to play that sometime this summer. To me, the biggest question right now, and, and some news came out on Sunday regarding this, is what's going to happen with the Olympics? The IOC came out and, and published their, their letter to uh, the athletes and the you know the eleven thousand athletes who are who are set to be competing in the Olympics and said postponement. They finally came out and said postponement is an option that we're going to be looking into, and we're going to make a decision in the next four weeks. Now, Rex, I don't think they're actually going to make that decision in the next four weeks. To me, that decision's already been made. This the the Olympics cannot proceed as planned. These athletes cannot properly prepared they cannot qualify especially when you look at golf they cannot properly prepare for playing in this golf tournament the qualifying cutoff is supposed to be for the men you know the day after the u.s open in in june you don't have enough qualifying tournaments to uh really have a, a situation where you're going to be able to fill out the field with the with the best players uh in the world and so to me that decision's already been made now over the next four weeks they're just figuring out when they can do it in 2021 and figuring out that out with with all the logistics that goes into it, especially the the television partners, most importantly. No, I think you're right. I think it's a it's a foregone conclusion. And I hate to say that because I you know I think we we're all looking forward to this year's games after what happened in Rio four years ago. It, simply because I think it left a lot of excitement, it gave everyone an opportunity to sort of look forward to this. And this was our second turn in a long time. Let's see what we can make of it. And but I think you're right. It. it well, my understanding is listening to officials this morning on the news, it, it, this is going to take a while to even figure out when you can play them again. It's not as easy as just saying, okay, we're just going to play it in the summer of 2021 because there's other events that suddenly come into the mix. I do think it was interesting that Australia and Canada have already said that their athletes aren't going and golf is a little bit different. I don't think that golfers really will get hung up on the idea that we didn't have a proper qualification period. Yeah, I, I think this is more for track and field athletes. It's more for for swimmers. I, I mean, golfers can can do their thing if you know if the cutoff comes quicker than than maybe they they wanted. That's that's one thing. But at least they can train on their own. You know, if you're track and field, that's a kind of different story. Or, or you're a swimmer, that's a different story. 
And, and I hate to do this, but, you know, if you're looking for a silver lining here, and we're always trying to look for a silver lining in the situation that everyone is under right now, is it, if golf in the Olympics gets pushed back a year, that actually gives golf a little bit more breathing room. Because we start talking about you playing Russia roulette with the calendar, trying to figure out what dates you're going to book your hotel room in Augusta. Now, all of a sudden, we don't have to worry about being in Tokyo for that week or that two weeks for both men's and the women. Now, all of a sudden, we can start focusing on what's best for golf. When can we work it in around the Ryder Cup? Hopefully, if we can play the Ryder Cup, because I just but you're, don't. But you're still going to have you're still going to have the schedule crunch in 2021. That's not going to be abated with this. I mean, you're, you're still always going to have, have a situation where you go to the Open Championship. You have what four or five days at home, and then you're shipping back out to Tokyo, coming back for the for the rest of the FedEx Cup playoffs. That's always going to be an obstacle that they're that they're going to have to deal with. But I I think you know there's there's potential. Uh, you could see if this is if this is in late July 2021. Um, I, I was already anticipating we we're going to have some some pretty good participation uh, with the golf fields, save for Dustin Johnson. I think even more so in 2021. That that event can be looked at kind of as a as a moment of healing, you know, for the for the entire world to come together after dealing with this global pandemic. Well, yeah, and you're talking about a year down the road. I mean, I think if we get to the fall and we start talking about having these big events, if we're talking about having the Masters and the PGA Championship and even the Ryder Cup in some sort of six-week period, I mean, I think that could be one of those moments that you talk about as well, where sports suddenly does become a place where you have this refuge. You don't have it anymore. I'm not going to lie to you, laugh. I turned on ESPN the last three mornings and just stared at the TV, knowing there was going to be nothing of any interest there whatsoever. But it's just how I'm programmed. I'm a Pavlovian dog that I just turn on ESPN and I wait for my sports. And for three days, they have not come. I was I was watching the the I was watching NBC company company guy that I am. I was watching the 2018 Valspar Championship that was that was replayed over the weekend. I I actually thought Tiger was going to pull it out this time. You know, he looked <laughs> he looked so good. He was varying his trajectory. The, the shot shaping was was unbelievable. Uh, and then, of course, came the 72nd hole where he laid too far back and, and just didn't give himself a, a good number to attack. But that's besides the point. I mean, we have absolutely nothing to watch. We're, we're, I feel like we're just doing this podcast just, just because we want to talk to each other. We haven't talked to each other in, in, in more than a week, and I just miss you dearly. I miss you. Yeah, I miss you very much, which leads me to ask you a very important question as well. What are you binge watching? We just finished Jack Ryan, uh, oh. which, has been, which has been terrific. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm from open, Kaz on that one. Very good. I'm, I'm, I'm open to any and all suggestions that, that you may have. Uh, but, Jack, but Jack Ryan was absolutely terrific. Well, uh, our house was kind of torn. We, uh, my youngest sons are big Star Wars fans, and the new Clone, nope. Nope. The new clone Wars season came out, but I had nope. to start from season one, so I'm still Zero trying interest. to catch up. Yeah, and also Game of Thrones my wife started. She had never watched it, so she started from season one. <sighs> that's that feels like a commitment i mean i have nothing but time uh what are you, what is, are you gonna do yeah i'm not i'm not sure i'm into that sci-fi thing yeah i i didn't say i was doing it i'm just telling you that that's how it works out uh cast as ozarks yes I, I love the first season of ozarks i don't know uh since then it seemed to have dropped off that's how that's kind of how it goes except for breaking bad breaking bad was a, a steady a steady climb towards excellence but I don't, I don't like that trajectory that you're talking about. No, and, and I love the fact that you watched the Valspar and you expected Tiger to win. So what, what I did is, based on the Frozen World rankings, and I sent these to you, uh, I did 1 through 64. This week would, of course, be the WC match play in Austin, Texas, which is not going to be played. 
And but we can't do the pool play thing because that would be way too confusing. But because, I, I did, and, and because it is ridiculous. It's it's silly. It is. It's very silly. So I just went straight bracket one through sixty four. One plays sixty four. Assuming that everyone plays, which of course never happens. Which never happens. However, there are some fascinating ones in here. Tiger being the one that I stood out. He as the eleventh seed, he would play Brendan Todd. The fifty. That's seed. the one that stood out to you. Well, I know which way you're going. I'm gonna leave. I'll leave the low hanging fruit for you. Uh, all right, so yeah, Tiger, Tiger, Brendan, Todd, Brendan, Todd, uh, the player of November, uh, October, November, uh, twenty nineteen, just because of how well he's played, he certainly tailed off recently. And and remember Rex, like three or four weeks ago, when our biggest question was whether Tiger is is going to play the WGC match play. Like, does Tiger need another start before the Masters? Remember when that was the only problem that we were dealing with? Remember that. Uh, that oh. something called the premier golf league. Yeah. I remember those good old days. Those were oh, the glory days. Man. I really miss those days. But, but since, but since you went through the exercise, I, I did think this was, <laughs> I did this, think this was interesting. You would have in that round of 64, Justin Thomas as the four seed versus a guy who's not used to being the 61st seed, Phil Mickelson. You would have JT Phil in the first round of the WGC match play, assuming of course, that everyone was playing that'd be that'd be incredibly fun maybe jt what would, would he be fired up about uh what happened in mexico a couple years with, with phil nipping him in the playoff what, what do you how would you how would you see that one playing out uh you know what i see jt coming out strong because i mean i think he's the kind of guy playing terrible yeah well, yeah but i mean i think bigger than that is he knows what kind of trash we all know what kind of trash talk phil can throw your way and you don't want that kind of shade for the rest of the year him in every single locker room walking by asking him, Hey, number four, how you doing? Everything good for seed. Yeah. He's not that kind of guy. All right, the one that really stood out to me was seventh seed, Patrick Reed, you know, that captain America, everyone loves to hate and 58 seed Ian Poulter, the European captain, everyone loves to hate. That would be glorious. Yeah. I would just, I would need like a, a live feed of that even during commercial breaks where they're not hitting shots just to see if they're, if they're yipping at each other. I'd love to see if, if we are actually going to have this thing, uh, this Ryder cup be played in September, I would love that match. And it's not too far fetched to think that we would actually get that assuming Poulter can somehow scrape and claw his way onto that roster, which you would anticipate he can still do uh, at, at this age. If you, if you continue down that look, Patrick Cantlay, Victor Hovland. I mean, that yeah. is speaking. That is speaking my language. Webb and Jordan Spieth. You talk about Phil as a sixty-first seed. You're not used to seeing him. How about Jordan Spieth as the fifty-sixth seed? I've got a feeling that Webb, unfortunately, would would dust him. Although Spieth, if you if you if you give Spieth a couple months here, uh, he's one of these players who could certainly benefit from a prolonged time off here on the PJ Tour schedule. You you continue through this Xander and Bubba. Jay Rose and Jay Day. Yeah, I knew you were going to go after that one. Absolutely love that. How about Terrell Hatton and Colin Morikawa? I mean, this is Ricky, Ricky and Sergio. They'd just be bro hugging, even though you're supposed to be having social social distance. They'd just be bro hugging. Probably. Uh, I, I don't know. Remember last year during the match play, things got a little chippy with Sergio. I mean, he he seems to get. It wasn't with Ricky. Don't you remember at the Masters they were hugging each other? I know. I know. I know. Well, the one, and here's the quiet one. It's going to be late in the afternoon and no one's probably going to be paying attention, but Kevin Kisner, who has won this event before, uh, he's a 36 seed. He's a match play magician. We all know against Abe answer, the 29th seed who proved up to the task other than Sunday at the president's cup. I think that Tiger absolutely emasculated him. It was a little unfair on, on every part. I think, I think 
Abe said some things that got taken out of context and Tiger sure. was trying to prove a point. Yeah, he ended up on the wrong side of that. It's not quite what we ended up with Stephen Ames a few years ago, but I, I don't know. I, I, it, this one could have been interesting. Again, the pool play would have messed it up, but it used to be the best Wednesday in golf, and now we don't even have pool that. Pool play to talk only about. messes it up. That's the only thing pool play does. It's not interesting. Wednesday and Thursday is not interesting. Friday gets interesting. Remember, you'd have the playoffs and. <laughs> You know, you'd have guys who they'd already clinched their group and they could just kind of coast or guys who were eliminated and then they get a little feisty. But Rex, you've you've covered you've covered 20, 25 events here. I do, you know, 12 to 15 and throughout your travels is the WGC match play the worst tournament to cover because the players, the players are so mad. They're so mad. If they if they lose, it is a miserable time trying to track these guys. I've I've tracked guys down in the locker room. I've chased them into the parking lot. They no comment you. I mean, this is it's a it's a humbling week that I'm not sure these guys particularly enjoy. No, you're right, and it's weird because a guy could finish in 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 theory could finish sixth in an event in a stroke play event, and you can get him in the locker room, and he's happy as can be, and feels like you know, he got plenty out of his game. He learned, he's looking forward to next week. And you have a guy that loses in the second or third round here again, should be looking at this as a solid week. And it, you're right. He's throwing things. He's yelling at his caddy. He's glaring remember, at the remember, media. Remember Roy, Roy last year lost to tiger in, I think the quarterfinals, right? Yes. And, and Roy was so mad that he blew through the PJ tour uh, official, the media official. He blew past all the reporters, did not talk to anyone. And then an hour later, goes on Twitter and says, Oh, I'm, I'm sorry about that. I, I should have, I should have talked to, I should have talked to you guys. I mean, for Rory to do that, that just shows you how, how match play is just a different animal. It really gets under their skin. I'm, I'm really disappointed that we're not, that we're not getting it just from a viewing standpoint because it's always so entertaining. Well, it is, it's, it's a inverted pyramid is what it is. So we learned that in journalism school, but what, it, what happens is instead of like a normal tour event that kind of builds to the crescendo on Sunday afternoon and in the best possible scenario, it sort of is, is the reverse. It used to be before pool play Wednesday was the best day of the year in my mind, because you had 32 different tournaments going on and you're right. You would have 32 guys who would slink away and throw stuff and not want to talk to you and be mad. And then you'd have 32 guys who just felt like they won a tournament. And so, you, yeah. you know, you had all these different emotions and it was fun. And then by the time Sunday came around and the reporters outnumbered the players who were left and it, it was always, it, it never lived up to expectations. I can't remember one that I, Ray's leaving again. I, apparently Ray's got dogs to take care of again. Uh, <laughs> off, off Ray goes. <laughs> oh, there he is. Uh, do you, do you think there's a possible fix to this? I mean, I, I think, I think 64 is probably too many. Uh, I think that's the easier solution just that you would eliminate you would eliminate that long shot of a no offense to lucas a bear a lucas a bear uh you know kind of coasting into the semifinals if he has the week of his life well i mean let's keep in mind we work for a network and so this was all kind of predicated on sponsors and, and tv executives who don't want the top names they don't want to see rory get bounced on wednesday and sent home that's the last thing they want to see there are scenarios i mean i th thought there were some cool ideas that came up before this round robin pool play came up. I mean, one of those would be simply two days of stroke play, and then you take the top 32 stroke or the top six. Just like the USAM. That, that way you're still guaranteed everyone's there at least three days. And, you, and if you give the top players, the Rory's, the Tigers, Tiger always argued this, that if you give me more holes to play, more than likely than not, I'm going to beat that guy because I'm better than him. He's only yeah. going to beat me in 18 holes because anything can really happen. You give me 36 and you've suddenly doubled my odds, I think every top player would argue that. So it, 
I don't understand why they never went to that stroke play format. Yeah, I'd love I, – I, I think you could either do 36 or 54 holes of stroke play qualifying. I think, I, I think I'd be okay with 36. I think you'd still like the leaderboard that you come out with and then cut it to 16 and then just have doubleheader days on the weekend. I think that'd be a lot of fun. I think you wouldn't have that, you know, inverted pyramid type feeling where on, on Sunday afternoon it's just petering out to a conclusion. I think you have the chance to have those two guys who are actually playing the best have a compelling championship match, assuming that they're not dog tired by that point. And normally they're not. I mean, normally you end up with a guy that's relatively young and, and can handle himself. It would have been curious to see if Tiger would have played this year, how far he could have gone. I, I want to switch gears just real quick in the time we have left left. This would have been, and I usually mark this on my calendar. It's why it came up. This event would have been the 25th out of 49 events. So essentially the halfway point of the season. Now we don't know where we're at. We're probably closer. I had to guess to the three quarter mark, depending on how much golf we have left to play when we finally do start playing that, golf. That might be generous. But, and, but I usually do a column today. I don't, I can't do it now, but if you, you look back at, all right, so we essentially played half the season. What stands out to you? What stands out to me? Uh, I think the play of Brooks Kepka stands out to me. Uh, mm -hmm. The fact that he's been, you know, dealing with the injury and he really hasn't had his game. And you know, just, just think a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, you know, we were, we were writing that, that Brooks Kepka was flying out to see, Butch Harmon in Las Vegas on Monday of Players Championship Week and having these these imp these impromptu team meetings to kind of reset. You never would have anticipated that three, four, five, six months ago. I mean, he was the undisputed world number one. Uh, now it seems like his his game is is in flux. He's he's mentioned that he's never really going to get over that uh, knee injury that he has, and, and Rory has has no doubt uh, supplanted him as the top player in the game. So I think those two are, are intertwined. We had, we had such high hopes that 2020 was going to be the year of this rivalry between Brooks and Rory. And, and, you know, we're hoping that we're going to have some major championships played in 2020. So we could have some compelling battles between those two, but, but right now you'd have to give Roy the upper hand, but those two to me are the storyline of, of 2020 before this whole uh, coronavirus uh, pandemic hit. No, and I, I would agree with you. I mean, Brooks was a fascinating situation. I mean, everything leading up, it, you know, it also, that storyline got lost and everything that happened during the, the Players' Championship. But you're right. I mean, for him to to say for weeks on end, I'm not worried, I'm not worried, it'll come around, I've got time, and then to, to panically fly God, out to Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah. i got to fly out to Vegas and meet with Butch, who – Butch is the whisperer, and I know everyone who gets out there has has, has ended up heading in the right direction. But it is curious. I don't want to take anything from Rory. If I'm being honest, I mean, I think he has had a phenomenal season. He probably has not won as much as a lot of people want him to. But I think if you just look at his consistency. Including me, since we did that podcast after Bay Hill, another tournament that, that Rory had squandered, even though he had a top five. I, I said a lot of people. I think that went without saying it was going to be you. And then Ray, who's back in the picture, by the way. Welcome back, Ray. Hello, Ray. Uh, and then and the one guy that you can never get around, it's Tiger Woods, right? I mean, we, we have it ever since Japan, ever since the – the president's cup. We had not seen that guy from last year. And I think it set off a lot of alarm bells. They were slow to come in my mind because I always wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt. We've been down this road before, but let's face it. We, he, he didn't show up in Mexico after LA. He didn't play the Honda classic, which is 15 miles from his house. He didn't play Bay Hill. He finished last in, among those who made the cut at Riviera. Yeah. I mean, you can, it, I, I'm, I would seriously doubt that he would have played this week's match play. I mean, he never had to make that choice, but I don't know if he would have been 100% ready for that, if we're being honest. So 
all of these things you factor in, that's got to be concerning. I mean, it's going to get lost in everything else we're talking about, but coming off the year that he had where he essentially resurrected his career and suddenly we started talking about 18 major championships and he can catch Jack and suddenly he's back to kind of where we saw him at the start of all this. That's very concerning in my mind. Do you think Tiger's hitting balls right now? Do you think he's able to hit balls? Uh, he's got his own range. So, yeah, I mean, he, social distancing is not an issue for, for rich people, for someone like that. No, I'm saying, like, physically, do you think he is able to hit balls right now? Uh, no, and I, I'm curious, because I will say this. Like, in talking, you ran into this, too. We talked to a lot of players leaving TPC. I've had a chance to talk with some players since they've been home. Players want to go hit balls. They want to prepare. They want to practice. But they need to prepare and practice for something. Yeah, and they, they don't have, have they any. Really have, they literally have no target date. Yeah, I mean, I think it's been fascinating to me listening to they're talking about the start restart of the NBA season, whenever that might be. Well, there's got to be some sort of built-in minicamp, right? I mean, you just can't throw these guys back out on the court. Same thing for, for baseball. Baseball's going to have to have another spring training, which is going to turn into a summer training. Exactly. So I think all of these things are, are going to add up to the point that I don't know that golf's going to know what to do when we finally put a flag in the ground. And, and let's hope it's at Colonial in a few weeks. Let's hope, you know, that's where the line in the sand is at the moment. Let's hope that it's there. But I don't think you can expect guys just to show up and, and to be 100%. And the golf is different. We don't have to have a spring training. But I'm just curious what we're going to end up with when the time comes. And also, like, how much, how much you know, time are they – is the tour going to tell them, like, like, hey, this is actually going to happen. Like, we are going to start at Colonia. They, they tell them that on, on May 1. They tell them that on, you know, a week ahead of time on – on May 15th. I mean, that's, that's something else they're going to have to sort through. So, you know, with the, with the tiger example, to me, I could see him kicking back and saying, look, tour is not going to start for two more months. I'm going to give my back and give my body every rest that it, that it, that it needs right now to, to get as close to 100% as a 44 year old with a fused back can get uh, for other players. I think it's just kind of a slow burn until they get the green light that, Hey, this is actually going to happen. But, but you're exactly right. I mean, they have, they have nothing to prepare for. There's no tangible goal. I don't even know if there's going to be major championships this season. And that's always going to be hard. Cause I think players, athletes in other sports, they know the NBA players know eventually there's going to be an NBA finals and a playoffs and they, they have something to aim there's to. There's probably not going to be any fans, but they, they know that they could at least play. Yeah. So, and I don't know that golfers really have that right now. And it's, it's leaving them in a state of limbo that I don't think they've ever had to experience before. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, I think that's about it. Lab, I'm going to miss you until next week. Are we going to have a contest to see who can go longest without shaving? Is that what we're, what's going on here? I was actually thinking about buzzing my head. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I think we're past that point. I think that ship has sailed. Wait, I'm talking about like, because you can't get haircuts. This is, that's not a, that's not a receding hairline joke. That's a, that's a, this is a, a legitimate problem that we can't interact with a hairstylist. No, I just think you should buzz your head. Okay. Mr. Power Alleys, I think, I think you'd be wise to do the same. Thanks for listening to the Golf Central Podcast. We'll be next week. Let's hope that Lab has a better week this week. <laughs> See you next time.
Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispie, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.